Welcome back to Winners on this Saturday morning. Great to be with you. What a day it promises to be. We're on a heavy eight at uh, Rose Hill or Randwick this afternoon for day two of the championships. I don't think we'll get an upgrade. There is drying conditions. We've got a fine day today. I don't think anyway we'll get out of the heavy rain. So I would be doing your form for a heavy track because they have had a lot of rain over the last week. Let's have a look at this Sydney Cup. Did you did you um did you um hear the news that the so they won the Melbourne Cup with Gold Trip, the Australian Bloodstock team last year. So they auctioned off the Melbourne Cup yesterday at a function. And Neil Warrett, who's famous of course for owning black caviar and he's got a a host of horses, Neil. He's one of the great supporters of the game. He purchased that cup for how much do you think, Dico? Two thousand? No. Eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> what? Eight hundred thousand. So oh, and, Neil, and that goes get back. J O N O at the mailbag that, to here, my man. That, we'll that, find you one. That goes back into the ownership um pool. So he, he gets a little bit of that. I don't know how much of a percent he owns of Gold Trip, but there you go. He had to fork out eight hundred thousand dollars for that Melbourne Cup there yesterday. Why? Because it's like you were closer than me, Dicko. I would have said eight bucks. <laughs> well, it's a Melbourne Cup. I would pay. No, it is. It's no, a it's Melbourne a Cup, boys. How much would you pay for it, like a Melbourne Cup, Dicko, in your pool room? Eight thousand dollars, he said. Yeah. Two and a half, maybe, if I won it myself. <laughs> Gold trip. If yeah. I won it myself, it wouldn't be going to auction, would it? Now, this it is a, be... <laughs> this is an inter- this is an interesting race. I'll start off with you here, Jules. What price will Cleveland start? Um, I don't think he's going to get any better than what he is right now, to okay. be honest. So um, he's really solid across the board. So you want to try and find a crack in him. There's no real fragility in this horse from a market perspective. So he's pretty solid. Um, he could possibly start with the three in front. There's no issue there. Um, you can get to the $4.20 out there at the moment, but I don't think that really going to be the true price. I think he's going to be a little bit shorter than that. So that's a solid push for him. Ken Frankel the same. There's no real issue from a market perspective there. He is solid as a rock at six dollars. And then and then he got some, you know, weakness sort of in the markets of those middle pinners sort of without there's still a bit of support for them. I'm not saying they're going like you know there's going to be gapping in them. Um, there's enough support for a few of them, but there's a few that you can sort of say, okay, well, you know, instead of getting fifteen bucks, you'll probably get twenty at the death. Dicko, do you think Gold Trip? What price will he start, and can he do it again? I don't know. I think he might start double figures, but I'm not confident. Knight's uh, order they've backed a little bit early on. Um, I think that's just because it's going to stay. It's up on speed, makes its own luck, ticks a few boxes. I'll just be watching with uh, absolute fascination to what they do to, to the number three Baron Samedi. And Cleveland, they're the two horses, a bit like alcohol-free, that the race revolves around from a betting point of view. If they or if both of them were extremely soft, I'd start to really look at the locals and find ways to bet. But I'd anticipate one or both of them uh, shorten and one of them wins. Uh, Jules, I think... And just, for, yeah. and just from that perspective, sorry, Gaz, Dicko's right. Like, they're really solid, both Baron. Like, he's, there's no... There's no hole in him at all from a market perspective. Where are these other locals you can see? I think the floor has been reached for Knight's order. So that eleven ten dollars. I don't think he starts single figures. I know he's been supported in to that ten eleven dollars. I think you're going to get back better. So don't think you've missed the boat with a horse like Knight's order if you've missed that price. I think you're going to get a better price come jump time. Do they know what we're doing, or do the punters know what they're doing in the Oaks at what nine thirty eight this morning? They've got absolutely no idea. Yeah. At, like none. 
<laughs> and it's fascinating. They they've like there's been a little bit of money for Fireburn, but now like it's there's been no money since nine AM. Uh Pavitra's half soft could start with a yeah. four in front of it, which is fascinating yeah, it does, to me because it? it's got an it SP does, profile yeah. versus a lot of key rivals here. Um well, I, I really the expected them them to be there to be money for the ten premise who started nine dollars versus Roots twenty six last start was slaughtered was good and I, I I'm gonna back it uh, I thought it would it would, would shorten already I'm surprised it hasn't I, I think this is a really good betting race if you like one you're gonna get a good price if you're outside of the the Kiwi horse with the profile and the and Pervitra. so Jules Pervitra is unwanted because I think she's a lot better on top of the ground and she's not going to get that today I would imagine that's why she, no one wants to to have a bar of her this morning yeah I think that's a a, a very um Valid comment, no doubt. I think she definitely, as Dico says, she starts at the four in front. There's no doubting that. This New Zealand filly is really warm. Um, she's tight. So if you're getting, if you can get seven dollars out there, I'd take it because you're not going to get seven dollars come jump time unless we see something terrible from a parade perspective. Uh, she is really solid. Um, you know, we we always talk about this. We spoke about it on the review show with the Derby that seven day into seven day. Arts won like Farlap last start, yes. and you know, there's a little bit of a gap. A, sort of gaping hole in her in terms of a market perspective. But I would think at the death, I wouldn't be surprised if she tightens up. So all of a sudden, if these horses tighten up, you're just going to see continually Pervitra get to that $4 plus. So if you like the favourite, back it at the death. It'll be your best price. What price have Cabin today then, Dicko? And what should we do with him on a heavy on a heavy track, but going back to his pet distance, I think, of the, the sprint trip? Oh, like, I'm uncomfortable with this race. Um I think he's going to be soft, but I don't understand why. Um, I, I, the market has no idea. Be my like opinion at the moment. I reckon there'll be limited wagering on the race in, in a way. So, um, at the moment, I'm cuddling Aft Cabin because I just have a lot of respect for the horse, and I'm cuddling Coat. Um, but I, I want to lay Zoo Tiger, but like Jules, it's probably the strongest of those in the market at the moment. It's surprising. I'm the same with you. I'm happy. We're happy at Foxcatcher to be to be laying Zoo Tiger. We're sort of going to be, you know, probably like you, trying to be best in the market with him. We're trying to get as much as we can out of him. So if you like Zoo Tiger, come to our door. But I will say that Wee Nessie's the one that's tightened right up. Um, Jeez, it was good yeah. at, the, at the Valley. Like, whoa, was good. Yeah. D Lane. So there's enough support to suggest, you know, if you can get 950, I don't think that last thing's going to be a lot shorter. Hard to work out. I think probably if we had this conversation 15 minutes ago, guys, without mm-hmm. Cap, and I would have said you've probably a chance to get six to four or $2.50. That's probably maybe not on the table, but it's an interesting one because I think you're going to get better than 210 at some stage in the run. I just don't know where the ceiling is with our cabin from a market perspective. Well, that- he's, he's performed on, on heavy tracks, so there's no real knock the heavy track. So I just can't see him blowing, but yeah, I just... Confused by this race a little bit. That wee Nessie horse, two from two on a heavy track. So I agree with Jules. If you like it, have it now. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll analyse the Sandown meeting, a few of the key races there, and we'll get the opinion of Jules and Dicko on what price we should be taking for a horse like White Marlin, who's the current favourite for the Melbourne Cup.